Welcome to the Metapod Podcast, football podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. And Sean and I do think about sports from time to time. You just mentioned how I was wearing my Bears jersey. They're playing uh, Monday Night Football tonight after we record this. And I edited it. I'm going to hang out with a friend who's a Patriots fan oh. to watch the Bears lose. I mean, because that's probably what's going to happen. Aren't, but aren't Sean, both, how are you doing? I'm good. Aren't both teams bad? Isn't it anybody's yeah, but like, game? The Bears, are like a, the Bears are like a special kind of bad, you know? <laughs> There's like bad, and then there's like the Bears, the yeah. Bears. But I mean, I love them. I like bad teams hey, just as much as good teams. I I will say, like I I'm a Cowboys fan, uh, and the offense is absolute doo doo right now. We 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 only managed to score 24 points on the worst defense in the NFL. But our defense, all the listeners out there who don't care about sports, are like, you know, oh exit podcast now but God, just uh not you know. pokemon cards yeah <laughs> anyways 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 we got a lot of great stuff to talk to you today about the pokemon trading card game both stuff that is coming in the future and stuff that has happened right now but first sean we got to talk about some things right now it is the five-star review which is kind of not necessarily a five-star review okay. this week is it a five-star comment it's it's a wonderful fun fact. So I I won't name this person because I mean I don't want to dox him or anything like that. But somebody had messaged me over the weekend, a listener of the podcast, said they love the podcast, found us through the podcast, um, and they also wanted to know that they are also they have the same job as me, but at a different university because we talk wow. on the pod about how you know my job's hectic, it's crazy right now. You know we just had homecoming and stuff, and they just want to say like hey i know how you feel and i was like you know what <laughs> shout out to you because there's at least one person there that knows how tired i am that that is awesome you know i weirdly enough jake i have a number of people in my life who are in the sports broadcasting world from like, i have, like mm-hmm. two friends from high school that deal with like uh one of them i think does like broadcasting and media stuff for like their high school te- sports teams in texas and then the other one is like, you know, a person that does some college and, and other games on like ESPN. So I'm like, I'm like, I, it's weird. I, I feel like it's not a common enough job that I should know three people in the industry. It's like, ah, man, but there's like, if you want to, I mean, we talked, we joked about how we were a sports podcast and now we're back to sports. <laughs> but if you want to work in sports, there's a job for you, especially yep. college sports. College sports is always looking for people, I feel like, in my opinion. You just got to figure out, you know, what you kind of want to do. But if you have any tips you want on that, you want to get into sports, just send me a DM on Twitter, at Atrocious Jake. But anyways, we're going to talk about Pokemon cards because that we is are. what this podcast is about, believe it or not. And Sean, there are some exciting things coming, including the first set of Scarlet and of Violet. It's officially been announced for Japan. Scarlet EX, Violet EX, Triple Beat are kind of the first sets of this expansion, Sean, releasing on January 20th in Japan. So the first sets will be called Scarlet EX and Violet EX. Remember that the Scarlet and Violet era is going to bring back the EX mechanic. Mm-hmm. And uh, there will be an expansion pack set, or well, I guess in Japan. Well, expand yes, in Japan there will be a smaller expansion set, kind of like how Pokemon Go was and things like that. And it's going to be called Triple Beat. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I mean, I will be, yeah, I, whatever. The the names the names are like totally make sense because like you think back, the Sun and Moon set started mm-hmm. with Sun and Moon, black and white with black and white, Sword and Shield. It's with the sword base and shield. set pack, right? Exactly. You know, it's the base set packs of the era, and um, they've done these kind of other these other ones as well where you have like two sets kind of to like a set um yeah. they've done this many times like they did that with the uh, uh battle was it battle region um what Don't. was it it was the battle styles in japan oh where they yes. broke up rapid strike and um single strike yep it's kind of that same concept almost i, I mean, think so you know i was watching a really interesting video about how the Pokemon model of splitting your content up into two games so that you can mm-hmm. try to either double dip or create a community or whatever. I feel like Pokemon is one of the only franchises that's been able to like maintain selling effectively the same product twice. Well, what what <laughs> other franchises have done that? Like, did, did Digimon do that? Did um, what other oh. company could have done that? <laughs> like, it, you know, I think it was the the Jaywitz. I don't know if you've watched any of his YouTube videos, but mm-hmm. former Pokemon person as well, uh, who now has a family and does many things outside of Pokemon. But <laughs> he made a video about this sort of dual release thing. And yeah, for a window of time, I don't think it was just, it was not just Pokemon. It was a, a lot of games. I can't remember them. But there was a window of like all these franchises competing, trying to compete with Pokemon by du- double dipping, basically. Uh, but it, it never really panned out for them. And Pokemon is now one of the biggest yeah. franchises <laughs> in the world. So that's how that goes in this Poke Beach article that we're referring to in terms of Scarlet EX, Violet EX, Triple Beat also goes over a lot of the upcoming products that will be coming out in Japan with the release of this uh, these sets, including like uh, starter decks, starter sets, you know, in that past premium trainer boxes, things of that nature. So... Although we don't know exactly what's going to be in those when those release in January. If you remember at, I think it was Worlds, they kind of showcased mm-hmm. the EX stuff, you know, showing the, cor- I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Coridon and Miridon um, yep. cards, the EX cards, the the Magnazone, Lucario, Mimikyu, the Terrastal. Whatever, yeah, uh, terrestrial, whatever that mechanic is. Uh, Basically, yeah, the, the the special thing. Yeah, crystal. The gimmick. Cri- the, yeah. the return of crystal Pokemon. Let's just call it the, that. The gimmick mechanic yeah. of the generation. Um, we don't have any more necessarily information about a lot of those things, but it will be coming soon because, Sean, well, November is just right around the corner, but a lot of cool things that are coming up in this, but... Sean, what, what, what else? Well, what else? I mean, there's the, like every time they launch a new base set effectively, because this will also mm-hmm. accompany rotation here in the U.S. Yes. Um, and, and every part of the world, really, is they'll typically come out with a set of starter decks that feature like it'll probably be our league battle decks is what they'll do is, is my guess. Uh, they'll keep the league battle deck mechanic like like system and they'll just feature. They said in this one, it'll be um Sprigatito and Lucario, Fuecoco and Ampharos, or Quaxley and Mimikyu. What's really interesting to me, Jake, in this is that they are making starter decks that are pairing non, like like pairing two Pokemon that are not the same type in the starter yes. deck. Yes. 
because if you do not remember, Sprigatito is a grass starter, Lucario fighting, Fue Coco fire, Ampharos, yeah, etc., etc. So you're right about that, yeah. And I mean, if you look in the past, such as the Sword and Shield starter set Vs that came out in 2019, um, if you're watching this on YouTube and Spotify, the video version, you'll be able to see this. You know, they paired the Grookey with the Celebi. They they paired the um, Score Bunny to the Victini, the Sobble to the Keldeo. You know, they paired the same exact types. And even in the Sun and Moon starter sets, you know, they had the entire evolution line with the GXs on those. So, yeah, it's a little bit different from the norm. And I kind of like that because, I mean, Pokemon, especially the latest formats, I'm not 100% sure about Japan, but I know for us, at least in the United States and the rest of the world, the format has kind of dove into multiple energy types and things like that. So very, very cool. Not great for your GLC people. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, I, but interesting move. Yeah, that, that's just something I was reading this out loud and it caught my eye. I'm like, huh. Now, we don't know if that's going to be Quaxley and the entire evolution line. Like, you know, we don't really know yet. I don't think we even do we know what the evolution line is yet for Scarlet and Violet? No, we yeah. have not been revealed what the evolved starters are. I don't even think hmm. there's been leaks yet um of those but i would assume those leaks will start popping up here very soon because the games are coming out in like a month yeah yeah it, well interesting it's just yeah these are interesting pairings and so like that may give us small hints uh as to like how they're trying to define the ex era as being maybe distinct from other mm -hmm. eras it's like yes you're gonna have the terrestrial effect but you know. Yeah, because the terrestrial effect, I believe they said, can change a Pokemon's typing. Because yes. in the video game, at least, and I think this is all speculation in terms of the card game right now, but in the yeah. video game, the Pikachu, when it's terrestrial, ter ter terrestrial, yeah. whatever, I believe it turns into a flying type because the terrestrial is like, it's got the balloons with it. So oh, it's like right, flying yeah. Pikachu. I'm pretty sure it gains a flying type. So we... Or at least I have predicted yeah. that the Terrestrial EX Pokemon will be a different typing than what they usually are, kind of like how yeah. Delta Species was way back in the day. Yes, that is a great call out. I think that that might be why they're trying to pair, and that might actually tell us that maybe the Mimikyu EX, you know, who mm -hmm. knows, but maybe Mimikyu EX will have a terrestrial form that will make it a water-type Mimikyu, and Ampharos will have a fire-type, and who knows? Who knows, Jake? Or it could even be the other way. So like yeah. Sprigatito's final evolution, the stage yeah. two, when it it's fighting. gets a pterostole. Yeah, it's a fighting type, which would be really funny because everybody is speculating that Sprigatito is going to turn into a two-legged creature, just like every other cat lately in the Pokemon <laughs> generations. <laughs> yeah. And Starting people are mad about that if that happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, like, so you're going to get these starter decks, which are going to be interesting. There's going to be, at least in Japan, some sort of premium trainer box. Um, we don't get these kinds of products over here in America, these types of premium trainer boxes. We usually get this type of product in the form of our, like, yearly, um, what are they called here? The ones that you and I love every I think year? premium collections. Yeah, or, or, like, the ones that are, like, the, um, the tra trainer toolkits. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Trainer Toolkits. Yes, those so, are awesome. Yeah, so, like, their premium trainer boxes are more like our Trainer Toolkits where you get, like, a bunch of staples and, and whatever. So, unlikely to get that here outside of Japan, but 
you know, another aspect. So basically all we know is that, um, yeah. Ooh, a curious fact to point out the Scarlet EX and Violet EX sets release on the same day as our special sword and shield set for the international January 20th. So we probably won't see the Scarlet and Violet stuff here until maybe March. Yeah. That's what I would say as well. Yeah. So we'll have to wait a little longer. Yeah. But, you know, with we can sit here and wait. And soon, Sean, Mm -hmm. you won't have to wait long to get some beautiful, cute little starter Pokemon in the Paldea region. The preview boxes have not that were announced back in September have been revealed as the Paldea collections. Each collection will come with three promos of Sprigatito, Fuecoco, and Quaxley, a jumbo card of Coridon EX or Maridon EX. Those are the legendaries, if you don't know what I'm pronouncing. Mm-hmm. A pin of one of the starters, four booster packs, and a code card releasing on January 6th. They will retail for $20 each. And they've had these in the past, if you remember, in the Galar collections that sean is showing on screen so it's basically what it looks like it's probably not going to be you know four packs of the latest set it'll probably be a mixture of different packs which is whatever i mean they've been really good lately in boxes about giving like recent sets yeah um not necessarily like steam siege they're not (laughs) doing those anymore but no in my opinion, Sean, these boxes are some of the better deals, I feel like, in the collection boxes for Pokemon stuff. Because you get three promos, right? And it's promos of the starters. You know, you get all three of them. You get a pin, right, mm. of the starter that you buy the box for, a jumbo card, and you get four packs. The four packs are itself are like 16 bucks, yeah. right? And then you get three promos, a jumbo card, and a pin. So it's like, in my opinion, it's one of the better deals, these boxes. And Sprigatito is adorable. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what uh, what it is like. I mean, for me personally, like, I think these are really great promotional things where, like, you're basically promoting the new game that's coming out so that the people mm-hmm. who are into the TCG can get excited about the new game. And, yeah, the pins will be cool. Like, if you want to, like, show off, if you want, if you have a pin collection, you want to show off the, the newest pokemon from the game like this is going to be the first place probably to get those types of pins so yeah if you're a pin collector this is amazing so yeah i mean like even i mean the pins are super high quality too like if you're not a pin collector but maybe you know you want to check them out you know i have plenty of pokemon pins i wouldn't consider myself a pin collector but when i've bought a box i've kept the pin because they're such nice quality Mm -hmm. um even though like the galar ones that were the gyms yeah so it's yes. just like the fighting gym badge when they were the gym badges even though it's not like a specific pokemon or anything like still a pretty nice pin in my opinion yes it, it, that that one i have as well i have all the gym badges and like just also growing up as a kid watching the anime and being like oh, yeah like I just you get your badges, badges and, and yeah yeah it's it's a really cool feature that they did and so um excited for these i'll probably honestly get a sprigatito one um maybe try to buy the other pins as well i'm more curious about the pins than anything else because they they do even though they don't show the promos um in the preview pictures that we're seeing here on pokey beach they do show the pins Mm -hmm. and all three of them look incredibly 
adorable. So I, <laughs> I better, might try to get them. All right, Jake. One last news segment for today is the release of the Silver Tempest pre-release promos. Um, Jake, did you realize that we're, we're close enough to the Silver Tempest set release that we already are getting pre-release promos for this? You know, I'm going to be honest. I've been so busy with work. Um, I had forgotten that Silver Tempest releases in less than a month, November 11th. They'll be tournament legal on November 25th. So at the time that this episode releases, it'll be a little less than a month um, for when it becomes tournament legal. But yeah, pre-releases right around the corner. I think, is it two weeks before two weeks start the set starting, releases? Yeah, starting not the first weekend before the set releases, but the weekend before that. So that would be what this coming weekend, maybe? Uh a lot of math, not might, very smart. Yeah, I think it's this coming weekend. It yeah. Might be. It might be you might get some Halloween pre releases. So dress up Although, in your favorite uh <laughs> you know, Sprigatito or whatever. <laughs> yeah, dress up as your favorite Pokemon yeah. to your uh, pre-release. That would actually be really cool if any like organizers or whatever or people that run card shops want to do that. I think that'd be kind of a fun event. It would. You know, maybe give like an, a, an extra prize to the person with the coolest costume. Yeah. You know, things like that. That would be really, really sweet. But we don't know the actual like promo images of no. the pre-release cards but we do know what the cards are so what i mean by that is the writing on the cards the effects the attacks the hp things like that just the art is different with the stamp and whatnot but sean let's go over these first the sun flora i think all these are actually pretty interesting in their own way this 90 hp grass pokemon it's a stage one evolving from sunkern has a two colorless attack brilliant beam 10 plus damage. You may discard up to three energy cards from your hand. This attack does 70 more damage from each card discarded in this way. So you could do 220 damage max without any sort of modifiers or anything like that, Sean. Yeah, I mean, this is a cool, basically, like this is a V buster for pre releases. Because, like, <laughs> well, you think about it, right? Like, a lot of um, yeah. pre releases, somebody pulls, like, a good, like, a usable V or one or two usable Vs, and all of a sudden, even like. Even just one usable V, like, really just snowballs. Yeah, and, like, you get that thing out, you start taking knockouts easily, and your opponents just. It sometimes can, like, snowball. And this is, like, a really good card to be like, okay, cool. 220 is about the damage you need to knock out any V. So it's just mm -hmm. kind of, like, a, the perfect amount. So. I don't see this being like a particularly useful card outside of that. It's like bad Blacephalon, but, but you know. I don't actually think it's too terrible because I see this as being something that's um, big on like weakness, that's right? True. So if, if you think about like Zoro Box, yeah. right? I mean, all you got to do is just, or like the Thornton is the, po is yep. the guy's name is Thornton. Yeah. You know, you could just throw this Pokemon in there, and then all of a sudden you're whacking away. Uh, or wait, does Thornton do no, basic Pokemon it's only? only? Basic. So it's Zorark. My bad. Yeah, but, but Zorark, Zorark, okay, not as good as I thought. But anyways, I still think it could be a little bit cheeky, but I don't even know if it's better than the uh, than the Grass uh, Wormadam in a deck like that. Yeah, but I, I think, again, for pre-release purposes, I think that's one of the issues you always have is like, if somebody puts a big V out there, do you actually have a way to deal with it quickly? And this is a really 
clever solution, I think. Of like, mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, it seems like somebody designed card a card that is like, huh, this actually might have been designed with pre-release in mind, and I kind of like that. Because I don't know if they do pre-releases in Japan, but, you know, at least in the U.S. I don't the think West. they do, to be honest. Do, yeah. I don't think they do. But, Sean, let's go over the next one. This one's Rabidash 100 HP Fire Pokemon Stage 1 Evolving from Ponyta. It's got an ability called Heat Boost. Once during your turn, you may discard a fire energy from your hand. If you do, until the end of your turn, attacks of your fire Pokemon do 30 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon. Hmm. Very cool. cool. Something like Training Court in the format, right? Or, and or Magma Basin. Magma Basin as well is very, very cool with this in combination. And with a Pokemon like Charizard, right? The Shining Charizard. The Is it? Brilliant yeah. Charizard? Uh, no, Shining Charizard. Uh, the Charizard card that's really Radiant. cool. Radiant. For two. Radiant. Yes, that's the word. I'm sorry. I've had a long day of work. <laughs> Radiant Charizard, right? Being a fire Pokemon, you know, usually you use a damage modifier with it. You know, the choice bell and stuff. It would be interesting if somebody tried to fit at least one Rabidash in there mm-hmm. to be able to utilize, you know, the... 30 more damage boost. So it's it's perfect math. You go from 250 to 280. That knocks mm-hmm. out any V star. Check. You throw a choice belt on there. That's 310. That, that knocks that out. That definitely V-Max. knocks out every V star. <laughs> well, it also knocks out Mu V Max, which is an important. Yes. So like, I think this one is actually like, it seems like really good. This is not a full set review, but in terms of pre-release cards, this is the one I'm most excited about for like outside of a pre-release thus far. But Sean, read read this Curlia and let me know if you're excited about this. Uh, yeah, Curlia, uh, stage one ability is refinement. You must discard a card from your hand in order to use this ability. Okay, once during your turn, you may draw two cards. Okay, stage one, uh, sure, eighty <laughs> HP. It's like trade the Chinchino, pretty doggone good. The Zorark, I mean, Zorark could attack this Curlia. You should never attack with this. Pretty <laughs> doggone good for that Zorark. And so, you know what? This Curlia, another ability, Sean, with this effect, always pretty all right. You know, I mean, I know that there are some Gallades. Does the Gallade evolve from Curlia? Well, it could be... Um, Gallade or Gardevoir, right? Yes, Gallade or Gardevoir. And there was a deck that was running around yeah. for a little bit, a nice little budget deck of the... Um, I think it was a pre-release Gardevoir. Okay, yeah. So, or no, it was a it was a rare in the set that you could get through the pre-release see, kit. What this what this card for me, like I, I think it's honestly, I think this is kind of like it's good draw engine in a pre-release deck, but you're probably only gonna have one, maybe two of these. So like the odds mm-hmm. of you getting a lot of them is minimal. Um But I actually think it's an interesting card to include access to like a cool version of it because maybe pokemon suspects that gardevoir and or gallade the like one prizer ones will be more viable if the middle evolution gets you value too um i don't know because i like to your point there have been some budget versions there's a gallade that deals damage uh that can deal weakness damage on two different um typings because it's two Mm -hmm. different typings so like i don't know maybe something there but uh yeah 
just keep something in the back of your mind because the biggest thing about like that deck specifically was just like drawing yeah right and so i don't know if this one is better than the other curlia which is like it has like a one energy attack and it's put three curlias from your deck on oh, your oh, yeah. bench that's probably so i don't know if it's better than that one but being an 80 hp pokemon easy to level yeah. ball um i think it could be pretty i th i don't know mm -hmm. i just i want to see someone do something crazy now, Jake, what is this last, this last one? This is Archaeops, stage two colorless Pokemon, 150 HP. It's one of the fossil Pokemon. So the basic is the fossil, and then you get the Archon as the stage one, and then Archaeops as stage two. This ability is Primal Turbo. Once during your turn, you may search your deck for up to two special energy cards and attach them to one of your Pokemon. Then shuffle your deck. It is worth noting, I'm... I'm pretty sure you can rare candy a fossil. I don't know off the top of my head. Don't know. Either way, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can, because I'm pretty sure with Gengar, Mimikyu, GX, Omastar. Do you remember that deck? Yeah, for a yeah. Little bit? You're, you're probably right. I'm pretty sure you would rare candy into Omastar, yep. so you can rare candy into fossils. That's really, really cool of an ability. Search a deck for two special energy cards and attach them to one of your Pokemon. I like it. Sure. I, I think this, I, I will say, this card is absolutely butt in um, in pre-release. It's terrible. Yeah, because you're never going to find it, and you're never going to evolve no. up to it. And you're also never going to have enough special energy in your deck for this to matter. Yeah, like, you, you, probably. You, yeah, you're, like, you're not going to have that many in your kits. But I will say, if, uh, if those of you out there are really psyched about Lugia V-Star, which we'll get to when we do our set review... This mm -hmm. is a really good partner for Lugia V-Star's V-Star like ability thing. Um, so just keep that in mind. If you pull this from your pack and it doesn't see much use in your pre-release, do not despair. I think it has a home if you if you are a Lugia fan. So Make sure you check out in a later episode. Yeah. Subscribe <laughs> to the podcast to be able to hear it. But don't go anywhere yet because, Sean, there was a regional tournament over yep. the weekend it was lil 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 yeah lil lil we it, have it, talked about a... this many a times and i almost never get it right yeah uh but yeah it's in france uh lots of the same decks that i think everybody was expecting big difference though like so for those of you who are listening we are looking at the top eight results that are on limitless um and Big difference from the uh, Salt Lake City regional in that there are, we went from, what is it, four Reggies in the top to zero yep. Reggies in the top <laughs> eight. Everybody found the counter to Reggie. And of the 572 players, only one could top. And wouldn't you know it, Sean, it's Mew VMAX. Yeah, Mew VMAX uh, getting first here, and that was, I believe, Fabian or Fabio. Let me uh, let me click back real here. Yeah, yes, Fabio. Fabio Battistella. Probably said it wrong uh, because they're from Italy. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this Mew VMAX deck, I think it's pretty straightforward. I will say, opting for a couple of Marnies here, um, but I think the disruption that you get, and also knowing you have so much draw power on your own. It's not usually a big deal. Um, and then outside of that, I don't think that this this is there's not a lot different here with one exception. I think the biggest difference is the stadium count. 
in yes. this list. The stadium count, although we've kind of seen all these stadiums in the Mew versions before, now we've combined them in a four stadium count. Two Lost Cities, one Pokestop, and one Path to the Peak. And I think a big reason for this in terms of the stadium count isn't necessarily, you know, um, because, you know, you, you just draw a lot. I think a lot of it has to do with, like, the the Rotom phones and the Cram-O-Matics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you can find a lot of the items that you might need with all of those cards. Like, between, yeah, Rotom phone, Cram-O-Matic, getting all the draw power off of Genesects. You don't really need that many Pokestops. Um, and instead, like, you do, I think, need four stadiums because, you know... If somebody throws down a very popular stadium or a more popular stadium this tournament, Temple of Sinnoh, which I think you and I talked about the other week, we yeah. also talked about Lost City, though, as being an underplayed stadium. And yeah, Mew VMAX is like, if you're up against these single prize decks uh, that are going to try to recycle some of those single prizers, you know, like they've only got two Sableyes in the deck or two Crams or whatever it might be. Or somebody throws a Drapion in they get one sneaky knockout against your Mew VMAX. You could be like, okay, well, that Drapion's going away forever. Odds are you don't have a second one. So Exactly. And so that is a big reason why Mew was able to win this, just the aggression and being able to counter the different things that have come up. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's pretty much the same Mew list as that we've been seeing. You know, there's an Oricorio there, Oricorio kind of coming back, blocking a little bit of the math for stuff like... Uh, Reggie Gigas, yep. right? Reggie Gigas needs, um, I think Reggie, no, no, Reggie Gigas would still knock out a Mew VMAX even if um, Oricorio was in play, I believe, because that's 330. Oh, well, okay. And Reggie Gigas does 300, attach the uh, the thingamadoodah, the choice belt, and okay, that's 330. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. still forces them to find more pieces. Yeah, and also with a Silene right in this list, Silene still being in here you know being able to put a lot of these resources back into your deck you know whether that's double turbos lost cities or mm -hmm. path to the peaks things like that echoing horn ultra ball just all the more again just give you way more power in yep. terms of being able to counter things and and really just dominate yep um yeah i mean this is kind of a it's pretty straightforward list I will say I did watch um, a little bit of the top four match that Fabio, I think he played Nico, and it was wild. Fabio was able to, by the seat of his pants, by Nico, uh, I think had like one slow turn, um, and Fabio had prized three of his double turbo energy to start yeah. the game. And I and a lot of people in chat were like, that doesn't seem like it's going to go well for <laughs> Fabio. But he was able to hang on just long enough, take a couple of those prizes, uh, and then find what he needed after that. But it was uh, it was tough. But Jake, what is uh, the next deck you want to talk about? I'm hovering over it. <laughs> so Jamie Franklin is the real MVP from Great Britain. Second place overall with a deck that obviously we all expected to do well <laughs> in this tournament, and that is 100% sarcasm. 
Blissey v Milk Tank getting second place overall shot. It's been a while since we've looked at a Blissey v deck, and this one has a little bit of different things, I would say, than what we saw last time in Blissey. Of course, you've got your Radiant Greninja in the list because discarding the energies does really, really well for Blissey v's attack. You have Milk Tank in there to kind of stall because you're a little bit of a slower list, I would say. You've got a Dunsparce in there because there are still fighting type Pokemon, Cough Cough Reggie, right? <laughs> that you don't want to one-hit KO you. And you also have a Manaphy because if you've got Milk Tanks and Dunsparces everywhere, you kind of want to protect them from something like a Moonlight Shuriken or any other attack that can just splash around bench damage left and right. But Sean, what, what do you think is the best part about this list? I mean... Or I guess I should say, what's the difference from the last Blissey V decks that we used to see? I mean, I don't honestly know in terms of a difference. Maybe, you know, was Lucky Energy being played um, in Blissey before? Um, I, I believe... Yes, I believe it was because okay. it's uh, when this Pokemon is hit from damage from your opponent's active Pokemon, you draw a card. I believe that was in there. I think personally, the new additions were stuff like Hyper Potion, mm. Sharon's Care, and Team Yell Towel. A lot of this yeah. like negating the healing that was around because Blissey before, I believe, was a Pokemon that really just tried to stall out your opponent just try to elongate the game but make sure that you couldn't one hit ko it yeah right putting path to the peaks in play dealing a lot of avery's things like that now we're starting to seeing the addition of healing uh, especially with the team yell towel i feel like that card definitely did not see a lot of play um previously in blissey decks but being able to just heal everything off you know you got zinnia's resolve in there as well so kind of surprised there's not two of these um zinnia's hmm. resolve especially because you want to discard energies but maybe you don't want to discard energies too much because with blissey and its attack if you're unaware what blissey v's attack is it is one colorless energy and it does 10 plus this attack does 30 more damage for each energy card attached to this Pokemon. If you did any damage with this attack, you may attach up to three energy cards from your discard pile to this Pokemon. So it's a limitless amount of damage that you can stack onto this Blissey if you can keep it alive and attacking every single turn. So yep. very, very cool. Yeah, I mean, I think your point about Sharon's Care and the Hyper Potions... Um... Yeah, like you can just hyper potion away a double turbo hit, get it right back on there. Yeah, I mean that's this yeah. isn't the first time that we've seen that combo. We've talked about that combo many a times, just not exactly with this list. Yeah, and it's I guess it's kind of taking a page out of Gudra's book in terms mm -hmm. of like the hyper potion counts. Um, I think some of the Gudra lists might have also been playing Team Yell Towels. I want to say, but yeah, like I don't know. It's a cool use of Sharon's care for sure because like. Say you've got a Blissey with a ton of damage counters, but you've got another one in the back, and you can just pick that pick that duder right up, and it's fine. You're, you know, I don't know. I like it. Um, it's a little. I'm surprised that it got as far as it did. I'm not sure. Like obviously, the mill tank can make certain matchups really good, 
Like if they just don't have any single prizers and you're just like throw a mill tank down. GG. Well, yeah, I mean that's but. that's what a lot of these like random decks do, and this is why I like closed formats so mm -hmm. much is because you get these like kind of random decks. You know, nobody thought about you know milk tank. It's been gone for a while. Nobody yeah. thought about Blissey because who's played Blissian? So when you get a deck that nobody's expecting and you've got the sauce, you've got the absolute play, which this was the absolute play, I feel like. You just go in and you win. Yeah. Because nobody expects it. No, that's fair. Yeah, like you're, you're only giving up two prizes at most at a time. Yeah, I, it's an interesting deck. I I haven't played it. I played against it, but like uh, the other day, uh, like a couple of weeks ago, but uh you know strange I, I just i would wonder how this would do against a like a giratina deck right where like giratina is going to be able to take one free knockout i and... believe that um i can't remember who said this i'm pretty sure i saw this on twitter somebody had said that they misplayed in top eight i think it was the top four well, Nico, I think, Nico had a bad misplay. He drew three yeah, I off think of Nico, I think Nico was the one who said, um, if only I didn't misplay and won the game, I would have had a free finals. Because I will say, we can quickly jump over to Nico's list. The reason is Nico is playing uh, the Temple of Sinnoh in his list as well, which... Garatina V-Star, which you mentioned, can just knock out a Pokemon at will, no matter yep. what health they have. And then you're right, Temple of Sinnoh in there. Yep, you got Temple of Sinnoh. You have the Sableyes to spread damage counters. Um, you have Cramorant. So you have single prizers that can easily get through the mill tank, which, mm -hmm. you know, the mill tank, for those of you who uh, may not know, only 110 HP. So Cramorant, kind of the perfect card. Um, Giratina is going to do a ton of damage in the meanwhile, and it's going to be hard for them to heal off enough damage to keep pace. So, yeah, it's it's a weird, um, certainly a weird uh, matchup. Uh, mm -hmm. So, I, I don't know if it's a free win, but I think it would definitely be <laughs> tough. But who knows? I mean, you know, he got second place, so clearly he knows what clearly he's doing. something was working right. and i would imagine even though we can't see i imagine he probably got through some giratinas yeah. on his way to a second place finish but yeah i mean yeah as i was saying giratina getting third place pretty standard list here i think the main thing i wanted to call out from this list is the one of thornton uh, we again, like thornton in this podcast we do last week <laughs> we were like people should play it it seems like a good card and when asked on twitter uh nico did say good card you know i don't think it's more than a one-up but and then temple of Sinnoh, if reggie is going to be killing it right i'm telling you nico listens to the podcast <laughs> i'm sure that is not confirmed but i i hope he does but oh anyways man. it's just a cool combination of cards yeah and uh jake is there one more deck you want to round us off with i mean yeah up to you I don't know if there's much in terms of the um, decks that are left that we haven't really talked about. Um, I will say fourth place, Owen Cameraman did have a Crabominable V oh, in I the deck. Crabominable I mean... V, always a cool card to see, especially if you get to use it. But no, yeah. I mean, the other the other decks aren't anything like super crazy. Garatina, 
Um, Arceus, I've heard that a lot talked about the last couple weeks. Did we talk about that um, uh, in a podcast, Giratina Arceus? I mean, I think we must have. That's the deck. I have that built. So Yeah, so if Sean's got it built, uh, then yeah. everybody knows about it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like what version of Giratina do you want to play? The Arceus build or the Lost Zone build? And I think there's mm -hmm. merits to both of them. I, you know, it really depends. I think the the Lost Zone build, you will, you're will you going to have more single prizers. So I think there's a little more flexibility, if you ha even if you have a little bit less um, consistency. So, eh, toss up. It's whatever kind of mustard you like on your hot dog. Yeah. But, Sean, what else do you want to talk about here before we end the pod for the day? Well, I think for those listeners who we, we talked about Silver Tempest coming out in a few weeks here, um, also important to note... Uh, there's only one more large Pokemon tournament uh, happening between now and when Silver Tempest is legal, and that's going to be in Warsaw. So uh, for those of you in Europe, you have one more chance to play this format as it is uh, in a big event. But for or go to Europe, you know, if you, you want could. to travel out there, you could. Uh, but for everybody outside of that region, uh, you know, that won't be attending the regional in Warsaw, this is it. You know, Sign Seal delivered on the Lost Origin format. Um, and if you didn't know about the, uh, the the team challenge is apparently qualifiers are going on right now. I just found out about that. Not that they've really talked about it, but uh, uh, I mean, uh, if you want if you want more tournaments in this format <laughs> and you want more high level competition team challenge. That's true. Go for it. That does exist. But yes. Yeah, like the you pricing know, is great. <laughs> I will say yes. the The fact that you actually get play mats if you do halfway decent, you don't even have to do amazing. You will if get you, a play mat if you win your team challenge tournament and you qualify. You get a play mat. Well, mm -hmm. I actually don't know if this is different than when we played in it, um, but you get a you get a play mat, and then in summer twenty one for the team challenge that I was a part of, and we I was on my team store thing. We didn't even win the first round, and I still got half a booster box of the latest set, which, in my opinion, is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I know I've heard t stories about certain stores not giving it's out. The, yeah, whatever. there's different rules about stores, and, yeah. and stores have their own rules about how much packs they want to give and stuff. My store, thankfully, was very gracious, and they were like, yeah. you could just have it. <laughs> yeah. So, but point being, like, you don't always even get the play mat when you pay seventy dollars for your regional entry. Apparently. Yeah. So I don't know. Team challenge seems better than a regional. <laughs> <laughs> but point being, um, yeah, like you know, I think at this point now you might be wondering, like, okay, what you know, leading up to the next format, the Silver Tempest format, where the first big tournament is going to be LAIC on the twenty fifth of November. Like, what decks? you know, to Jake and I think are going to hold water, I guess. And what decks once that set comes out might see a hit. Now, this is not our, like, we haven't gone through the whole set. We haven't really done a deep dive, but remember I've yeah. been tired yeah. working, but you know, I, I have a couple of thoughts. Um, you have you, a would couple? You like I have one. Okay. I, yes, I have one thought. I have just, you know, I've, 
I'm waiting more for when the set actually comes out and stuff like that to do more of an analysis of like what's good, what's not, just because I don't have all the time in the world right now. But I have on Twitter because I do Twitter as a job almost. <laughs> I have seen a lot of people hype up Reggie Drago, yeah. Reggie Drago V-Star. A lot of people think that Reggie Drago is going to be good. I've seen several different lists of Reggie Drago and all of, you know, so many different archetypes and different builds that can go along with it. So that, in my opinion, is probably going to be one of the better decks that come out of this. And I think it's going to have an impact. It might not be the biggest yeah, impact out of, or it might not be the best deck in the format. Um, but I, I mean, I think it's going to make some noise. It's going to be like Kirim almost, where it's like, it's pretty good. Yeah, I... I, I... People are hyped about it because uh, it's basically the return of Mewtwo and Mew GX, which um, yes. for those of you who are who are newer to the game or don't remember that card, uh, it lets you copy the attacks of other types of Pokemon, basically. And for Ready Drago, it's letting you copy the attacks of Dragon Pokemon in your discard. And it does not specify V or non-V or whatever, which is actually kind of exciting because there's some cool, like, Dragonites, basically, that are not Vs or V stars or whatever that like actually have some pretty good attacks. Um, you would never play them because they're like stage twos. Right. But in like a one, I mean, it's the same thing with Mewtwo and Movie Union, right? Nobody ever used Macargo GX until Henry Brand yep. used it in One World. Yes, exactly. So, I think this will be a really cool format. I, I also think, you know. If you are thinking about playing that and you are a full art, uh, like if you like to bling out your decks, check on the price of Gardenia's Vigor now because, uh, you know, Grass Acceleration has not really been a thing. And Gardenia's Vigor is basically just Welder. Um, so for Grass, and it can go onto any Pokemon. So yeah, Registrago takes two Grass Energy. So definitely, um, you know, not market advice or anything, but, you know. That'll probably go up in price. That Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that statement of the Gardenias because, yeah. I mean, Gardenia is, is also a waifu. So. Yeah. So. Anyway, Sean, any other decks that you're excited about? I know you were talking um, about Lugia earlier. Well, I did. I don't know if Lugia is going to be good because I, I it's, its V-Star ability says you can put any two colorless Pokemon from your discard onto your bench. If they don't, ah, if they don't two have Archeops. yeah, exactly. If they don't have rule boxes, and okay, I, I don't yeah. love that it, it's like it really narrows it down to like, well, what colorless Pokemon that aren't rule box Pokemon do I really put in a deck that aren't basic? right? Chinchino, yeah. you go Archeops. but like it's competing in the colorless slot, right? You are competing mm -hmm. with Arceus V Star for ability for your mm -hmm. V-Star thing. And I'm like, eh. But Archeops is good because it's a stage two that will get you every single turn crazy energy out of your deck. And like, okay, that... I could see that working. But other than that, um, in terms of existing decks, I keep hearing that Mew VMAX, clearly it just won Lil. And it apparently there's one item card that comes out that will allow you to make sure that you're never subject to temple of Sinnoh or power plant or whatever it may be um it's an item card that lets you use a v-star ability on that pokemon oh, okay and because um because path to the peak reads the pokemon then the item card's ability still activates 
because the okay. ability is on the item card, not on the Pokemon. So you can still use it. And the, what that ability on the um, on the item card does is it says you can go get any one card out of your deck. It's like a mini RCSV star. This sounds like Will Post did a lot of explaining did. on Twitter he about did. the ruling of this card. <laughs> yes. If I had to take it, I haven't looked at Will Post's Twitter lately, but if I had to take a guess, I bet he did a very in-depth explanation on what the ruling <laughs> of this card is, if we know about this card already. Yeah, so Mew is one of those decks that clearly it's like just a really strong deck. I don't think it gets any worse. There's, there's zero dark support in the next set. So unless people start running Drapion V again... Muse in a good spot to like still be a good deck. The one deck I think might take a little bit of a hit um, is Palkia because mm-hmm. there is a Reggie Lecky. Speaking of the other Reggie, there's a Reggie Lecky deck coming out that looks interesting and it will boost the viability of Vikavolt V. So like you might see Shocklock coming back a little bit, like Item Lock Ooh. Electric a little Ooh. bit. So. We'll see if the format allows for that, but like the fact that there will be more support for lightning type Pokemon in the next set makes you a little bit more wary with uh, Palkia. But that's uh, that's all I've got to to offer in addition. And you know what? When those cards come out, as we get closer to the release and we see the set lists and stuff, we will keep you in the know here on the Metapod Podcast. Sometimes we talk about sports. Sometimes we talk most of the time. We talk about Pokemon trading cards. So have a great rest of the day. We hope to see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.